Cyril. What a beauty! G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lechdog. It is the 17th of the 4th, 2023 and I am joined by Patch. Patch, how are you? I'm awful, Lechdog. Just downright having a bad time uh, in the Supercoach world. But I, uh, I'm clearing my schedule for September because the flag dons are on. We've toppled the premiership favourites. Um, Sam Draper and Andrew Phillips are the most dangerous ruck combination in the game of football. And God, it's good. God, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. We had all of last season as practice matches, and here we are ready to take the bull by the horns. Um, we finally, you know, got rid of these pithy little teams we started with who, who didn't play finals last year and were ready to take down all of the teams that did play finals last year. So it's good. It's good to be be watching and following football as long as you, you don't care about the, the silly little possessions and stats and things that make all of my numbers go bad in Supercoach. But anyway, how, how are you, my friend? How are you? Sava Radigali has outscored my R1 for the last two weeks, so I'm not feeling great. Not feeling great. Oofed. That yeah, that's can I get a large oof with a side of oh we get an oofed in chat. Press R to oofed. Press F to oofed. I can't remember the meme format. Press F to pay respects. I don't know. I spend too much time on the internet. Anyway, there's we can move we can move along, we We can can leave the the bad numbers in the past and make some trades and and change it. And it's starting to get to upgrade season, which is which is nice. We've got some rookies that need some culling. We've got some new players with new DPPs. There's a bit happening around the traps. Uh you're you're pretty excited by by the DPPs, Mr. Lake Dog. Who's Who's got your tongue wagging? I am very excited. I'm actually just going to quickly read them all out, and uh, there's a lot of them, but I think it's just for the for when the archaeologists dig us up and find these recordings in the future, they'll want to know, round 5, 2023, who got DPP. I'm going to go Did through. Did Curtis Taylor get DPP? Did I, they, they'll need to know that. They need to know. All right, Ben Keyes. Now mid-forward. Jake Saligo, now mid-forward. Jordan Dawson, now defensive mid. Josh Rochelle, now mid-forward. Wayne Malerit, now defensive forward. Any of those Adelaide players intrigue you? Um, I mean, Jordan Dawson would if I had literally any money, um, but I feel like he would have intrigued me regardless of the DPP change. Yeah, and adding mid to him isn't that helpful because, like, you're going to play him in your defense if you've got him. But yeah. it, it's nice for flexibility later down the track for trading and through buys. Cam Rayner, defence forward. Darcy Wilmot, which is funny because he's not playing in defence anymore. Darcy Wilmot, defence mid. That could be helpful. Dane Zorko, mid forward. Lockie O'Brien, Carlton, mid forward. Taylor Adams, Collingwood, mid forward. Will Hosking, Elliott, Collingwood, mid forward. Any of those names? No, I mean, Wilmot's nice, but 
again, it's just for the flexibility. Um, I'm not trading in Dane Zorko now that he's a forward mid as opposed to a forward. Jai Coldwell, mid forward now. Andrew Phillips, ruck forward, your boy. Callan Ward, mid yeah, forward. Boy. Cooper Hamilton, defence mid. Lockie Ash, defence mid. Lockie Whitfield, defence mid. Adam Kennedy, defence forward. Any of those? Uh, Lockie Whitfield intrigues me um, just from a pure value sense. He's 434K now as a, a defender. Presents a little bit more value, has had a, but has had, hasn't cracked the ton this year. So it's not great. No. Um, Ready to get one, one that I'm keeping an, yeah, one that I'm keeping an eye on, but I'd need to see a bit of uptick before I trust him again. And uh, Andrew Phillips should already be in everyone's sides. Obviously, obviously, I think he's on the waiver wire in our keeper league, which is a travesty. Cam McKenzie, Hawthorne, mid forward. Finn McGuinness, defence mid now. Lloyd Meek, ruck forward, was a ruck. Will Day, defence mid. Put a pin in that one for a second. Curtis Taylor, mid forward. Harry Sheasel, defence forward. Jack Zebel, defence forward. And Kane Turner, defence forward. And Will Phillips, mid forward. There's a few names there, Patch. Yeah, huge for those that did jump on Will Phillips. Obviously, you're probably not going to jump on him now, but it's nice to have that little bit of flexibility. And obviously, we knew Sheasel and Zebel were going straight into our defences, so we can now open up a swing set if you got both of them. Um, but likewise, you could just throw throw Big Harry back there if you've got a forward rookie, and we'll talk about the rookies in a little bit. All day, nice and flexibility. Finn McGuinness, everyone should now be targeting Finn McGuinness as the best midfielder in that Hawthorne side because he's the GOAT, and I, I love it. I, I, he's not, I, I don't know. I know Mackenzie's kind of nice for flexibility, but. Yeah, but um, I think most of us are going to trade him this week, aren't we? Yes, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Will Day, probably the highlight it. there. Still 400 and, I don't know what he is, 30, 454K. 454K. I saw a little red dot next to him in my back line. Well, and that's it's kind of, for non-owners, very lucky. For owners, unlucky. Mm. But he comes back, mm. he's going to be cheap. He's now available as both a defense mid and he's averaging over 100. So he's one that's firmly on my radar. The role's there. Warple scoring when he's not in the team, but it seems like Will Day is the man when he is. And Zeebel and Sheasel are really nice because there's some underpriced forwards available, which we'll talk about later, and you can swing them straight back into defense and basically finish your defense, which is what I'm considering doing. All right, to round out the list, Kane Ferrell adds defense uh, defense mid Bergman Miles Bergman defense mid Ryan Mansell defense forward Trent Cochin mid forward Hunter Clark defense mid Naziah Wanganin Malera defense mid Zane Cordy defense forward Harry Cunningham Sydney defense forward Matt Roberts Sydney mid forward Jaden Hunt West Coast defense mid Bailey Smith mid forward for Bulldogs Caleb Daniel defense forward Jason Johannesson defense forward and Josh Bruce your boy defense forward forward anyone putting Mm. their hand up there i mean obviously the you know he's had the best mullet in the game for a little while and um you know obviously josh bruce is the highlight there um you know despite the mullet being gone uh no bruce is we'll talk about bruce in a little bit he's injured he's out uh bailey smith is one to keep an eye on there hasn't been setting the world on fire but you don't gotta set the world on fire if you're forward eligible you can just do your thing and uh and rack it up 500k pretty much on the dot. Um, hasn't played last the last week, only averaging 83. But yeah, certainly one you'd be keeping an eye on. The rest of them are kind of nice if you got them. Nice for your, your draft leagues, your keeper leagues to 
to give you a bit of depth. Caleb Daniel, maybe, maybe depending on, you know, he's cheap, but also not scoring yeah. incredibly well on account of the playing forward business. Um, There's a lot yeah, of I, I don't know, any as of... well that are, yeah. the good ones are scoring well and the other, the value ones are very up and down. Your Bailey Dales, yeah. your Caleb Daniels, your Ed Richards, your Bailey Smiths. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. No, no Jack McRae on that list is... Uh... We, we it was it, it was, was an outside chance. It was a pipe dream. <laughs> geez, we were. Geez, it would have been nice. God, it would have been nice. Uh, um, so we'll there, about, your DPP uh, changes shortly. Um, I, there's a couple that I thought might get there, but yes, that's your DPP changes. It should give you some targets out there, folks, or an idea of how you can use that flexibility now moving forward to your upgrades, which we're going to talk about, Patch. But we'll quickly go through the news, then we'll talk who to cull and. Who to target? Oh, you're gonna have to do the news. I don't have it. I don't have it in me. I know you just did, <laughs> just did the list, but I can't. I can't bear two more of my players being suspended. I just can't. Yes. I cannot. I can't do it, laddie. I can't. I cannot do it. <laughs> At this stage, Tom Green and Zach Merritt have both been suspended. No. I assume that GWS will contest the Green one. I don't know about the Zach Merritt one for Essendon. Anthony Community. They are contesting. They are? There you go. Yeah, they are, yep. Anthony Community has been sent straight to the tribunal. He's a cash cow. A few people out there have. And Taylor Adams, just for sake of rounding it out, has also been suspended. Joel Amati, the Amati party, is ended. It was already ended, but now he's injured. He's out for quite a period of time, it sounds like, with, I think, a hamstring. Yeah, pretty nasty hamstring. So he's out until at least they're by. Your boy, Josh Bruce. Looked like he got, got injured on the weekend. Adam Saad, hamstring awareness. Very good that he's aware of his hamstring. And then Jai Simkin, also injured. So if you had him as a pod, uh, they're guys that we're probably going to have to move off of. Saad's an interesting one. Watch that space because hammies can be not good. But it might mean Alex Chincotta gets a run in the uh, seniors for the Blues. Mm, he's uh, coming off 37 touches in the VFL, wasn't it? He is. He's had, a, he's had a good, decent run of form. And so has uh, <laughs> so has Jackson Bins, who I think you might see a sneaky debut from. Patch, let's move on to upgrade season. Take us through it. Well, first of all, we've got to cull some players. Who are we, we culling? Do. And we're at the stage. We're at the stage where you're starting to get players hitting their break even. There's a few players that um, you know are getting rested and getting subbed in, subbed out of games. You saw it on the weekend. Cam McKenzie was the sub for Hawthorne. Uh, I think caught a few people by surprise who hadn't been watching the team list all that closely. The the Sunday lists, maybe you're in Adelaide enjoying gather round. Um and yeah, he was he was subbed in, scored fourteen points or something, or eighteen points, and made a tiny bit of cash, but uh, does have to go, um, sadly. And then um, yeah, we saw Ruben Jimby subbed out of the game, and Adam Simpson flagged that um, he's on the way to a break, um, just because he's he's young and playing a crash and bash role in midfield. And I suspect if there are any fit players in the reserves for the Eagles come Thursday, one of them might be named instead of Ruben Jimby, but the, the Eagles are not, not having a fun time uh, on the old, the old injury front. So we'll, uh, we'll see how we go there, but th- those two I think are, are worth trading out. They've both got reasonably high break evens, which I had it up on a page before and I've now lost. 
um, but their break evens are getting up towards you know sixties and eighties, and that's that's not good for cash generation. Oscar Baker is in a similar position uh, where he's probably not going to make a huge amount more cash um, unless he comes out and scores a hundred. I think you're fine to hold Baker if you if you want, but I would be trading out McKenzie and Jimby this week. And there's some guys we can look at on the lower end of the scale, downgrade options that we have on the bubble. A couple of them aren't even worth talking about, to be honest. Like, a, a, what's his name? Ned Moyle, like, scored 35 on the weekend. We assume Wits is coming back, but I don't see... I don't know. I Everyone that had him would be hoping so. Um, if Wits is back, then, I, yeah, Moyle probably comes out of that side. He'll be he'll be good one day, but this is not that day, and we're we're not bringing him in. Um, I guess as as rut cover. There's a world where, like, if Wits doesn't come back, if you're an Asava holder like me, you could swing Asava forward and bring in Moyle for someone. There's the, you lose the swing set though, but there is. But I just don't think he's probably the cash generator we want. The main guys that people are going to be targeting this week: Dylan Williams, Port Adelaide player. Break even negative 43, 51 on the weekend, averaging 58. Do Luke, you know anything about Dylan Williams? I know that he exists, and generally Port Adelaide players are pretty good selections. Luke Edwards for West Coast, 66 on the weekend, averaging 67. Break even negative 22, but at an elevated price point of 193K. He's probably not one we're going to go hugely targeting. No, no, I don't think we'll be jumping up and down to to get him at this stage. Although they don't have any, they don't have many fit players, but I don't think I'll be looking at Luke Edwards at any point. Matty Roberts, we mentioned, gained forward mid DPP. Um, he's played the four games, had three games earlier in the year as the sub for Sydney, coming on um, at basically three quarter time for each of them and scoring not a lot, shockingly, um, because he only had a quarter. He had 27, 10, and then 4. So his average is uh, is 33 after you include the 93 he had on the weekend as a full game. Playing on a wing, I was watching this game, watching out for him because I've invested stonks in him in a bunch of keeper leagues um, and quite like him. I don't know if he stays best 22 is the issue. He's been sub a few times. Um, he can play a few different roles, so he's versatile enough to go back to being the sub. Um, so... I, I love him. He had a, an incredible junior career. He was, you know, his under-18s, he scored three double tons in the, the Sandful under-18s and played a few senior games as well um, in reserves and senior levels. So I, I really like him, but I don't know how much we how much we can trust him. Yeah. Um, Matty Johnson for Fremantle. Um, Damo seems to be more invested in. He had his first two games as the sub as well. Um, he scored just the 24 and the 14 in those first two games and then had 67 from his first full game um, uh, against Gold Coast at Norwood Oval on the weekend and looked pretty good, kicked a clutch goal. I'm a little bit worried about his scoring potential, a little bit worried that you know Will Brody was the sub in that game. Will Brody's not going to be kept out of that side for an extended period of time, so I, I expect... Um, I expect him to come back in and I'm concerned about if that pushes him to a wing or forward or even to the sub. Um, I'm just, I'm not sold on either of those two guys, despite them probably being our best options um, yeah. for, for guys that are not technically on the bubble, but at this weird, like weird sub bubble, a subble, if you will. Like <laughs> a subble. I, I, you pet copyrighted Drock Reynolds podcast, the subble. 
the sub. We are tweeting that out straight after this patch. Uh, the only other two guys on the bubble are Bailey Humphrey, Josh Honey. We're not picking them based on their scoring output and their price yep. patch, but there's some downgrade options. I think it's going to be a three-trade week for a lot of people. I think there's going to be some boosts mm. to get in some underperforming premiums into your side patch, and, well, that's what we're going to talk about now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. There's a few more rookies coming, but we'll obviously dig into them next week. So there's no panic stations on needing to get these guys. You've got a, you know, Corey Wagner, Seamus Mitchell, Will Gould. I can't believe we haven't mentioned Will Gould yet. He exists. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to scare him off. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he came into the game for Joel Amati as the sub, scored 39. Um, first kick was out on the full or something. It's a monumental occasion in Supercoach history to see Will Gould play a game of football. I I fully expect him to maybe never play another game. Love the man. Hope he has a successful career, but the meme value would be for him to disappear into the night. That's true. And we never see him again. And sometimes the meme value is greater than anything else. It is. Anyway, you wanted to talk about uh you want to talk about players that we want to bring in. Yes. Now, there's some obvious guys that yeah, I I think are pretty obvious. I'm talking Rory Laird, who's now 65 grand cheaper. Breakhaven is 137. He scored 135 on the weekend. Uh, another guy I'm thinking of is is like a, a Took Miller, 625-ish K. He's probably at the bottom of his price. Annoyingly, in our DMs, I was talking about waiting this till this week to get Lockie Neal because I thought he was primed to be gettable this week. He scored a 7,000 points. He did. He scored quite a lot of points. Uh, yeah. I think these guys are sort of, we don't really need to discuss. I think they're all kind of at the bottom of their price or very close no, to, like, and we're going to go and up likewise, to Yeah, and likewise, you're very aware if you don't have a Jordan Dawson or Tom Stewart or one of those ilk because you're watching yep. them in your opponent's sides each week pumping out 140 pluses. So That's me. It, yeah, yeah, I... So you'll be looking to bring them in if you can. I assume you'd like. Would you be jumping on Dawson if you had the cash, ways, and or means to get there? Dawson, yes. I, obviously, I don't love spending that kind of cash on a defender. But guess what? He's a mid now, mid defender. So mid it's now. okay. Legally, it's okay. He is also going to continue making cash uh, for a little while as long as he's healthy. In the same way that Tim English is going to continue making cash because he's now Gary Ablett but taller and with hair. Yes. So those guys, yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot of point of focusing on them. Just We always say that about the super uber primos because by now the audience that we have consumes enough content that they know who the good players are and they know that we're just going to say pick them up. Why All are we our tr- listeners are, are very smart and very beautiful. And they we are. Love them and and often... So intelligent. Often we speak from a, a, a position of... Neat. So we need to find value selection patch because our teams are bad and we don't have the good players or means of getting them. So we need to find ways mm. to improve our teams. Yes, exactly. I like keep looking under the couch and finding twenty dollars, and all I want is a peanut. And <laughs> it's just yes, exchange money for services and goods, etc., etc., etc. You you know everyone knows the drill. You're all listening. You know the drill. Um, who has caught your eye? I know there's a, a Giants player that you're Ooh, intrigued yeah. by this week. Go on, talk to me about the man, the myth, Stefan Goniglio. He was one of my locks for the year coming in. I'm kind of glad I didn't go with him. Averaging 96 on the year, has lost seventy two thousand dollars. Was a little pricey for me in the end. 
as a forward option. You can pick him up for $485,600, break even 108, scored 102 on the weekend. So far on the year, he's gone 143, 107, 58 against the Blues, 71 against Essendon, and 102 against the Hawks. The worrying thing might be that that 143 in round one against Adelaide was a bit of an anomaly, and that his 107 and 102 have come against bad teams, and his 58 and 71 have come against okay teams, Carlton and Essendon. He's still still finding plenty of the ball, just not really using it very well, Patch. No, no, he hasn't been using it overly well. And obviously there's the the Giants have had the rep of being a bit tricky to, to deal with and wrap your head around. And it's been a bit of injury and a bit of suspension where, you know, you've had, um, you know, you had a few players miss with, um, you had Kelly miss early on with concussion. You had Tom Green potentially missing this week with suspension. So he's kind of going in and out, mm. um, which feels a bit strange to, to try and wrap your head around what exactly his role is and what he's doing. So, I don't know. I, I don't love him as much as you do, um, but he's, that he's value. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, his value, I think I think his flaws probably like, I mean, his flaws 90, but I think his realistic flaw for the rest of the season is probably like a 95, and I think that's reasonable to have in your forward line. It might not be quite enough. I, I just want to pivot here because I've put down two names which I haven't even told you about that, Oh, in the forward line. One is a teammate mm-hmm. of Stephen Coniglioglu. One's name is Toby Green. Now, I didn't never really saw myself um, considering him four hundred nineteen thousand nine hundred dollars. Maybe I'm just looking at points chasing. But here's the thing: he's averaging ninety for the year with a break even of thirty two. He is $1,000 cheaper than he was to start the year. He's a forward option. 104, 97, 40 against the Blues when uh, basically from no one from GWS was any good. 91 and 120. So he's had four or five scores, 91 plus, with two scores of 100 plus. He has kicked a lot of goals in these games. So that's probably the downside is that he needs to kick goals to score points. But at $420,000, it's... He's not too far off a rookie, and he's still averaging 90-plus. It's just an interesting one that I hadn't even considered prior to really preparing for this podcast. Mm, I mean, you then ask yourself the question of what is he in your side for? Is he in your side as a stepping stone, or is he in the side for the rest of the year? Because he will he'll drop those, those 40s and 50s, because that's kind of what he does. That's kind of yeah. his shtick. A little bit so i i'd be pretty i'd be concerned there on that front that you know he you look at his last couple of years and he's averaging 76 90 83 93 from not full game like not full seasons either he's played 15 17 13 and 16 going back from 2022 to 2019 uh he's not a paragon of consistency and yeah. maybe captaincy you know brings him up another level i don't hate it but i also don't love it well, okay, just uh, I'll I'll respond, but I want you to consider this one. Tom Hawkins is four hundred and thirty thousand dollars. His break even's negative six. He's not going to play West Coast every week. He did score one hundred and fifty one. Here's his scores so far: seventy five against Collingwood, forty seven against Carlton, twenty three against Gold Coast, one hundred and four against Hawthorne, and one hundred and fifty one against West Coast. So he's beating up at this stage. It looks like weaker teams. 
But every year we say the, the game's gone past him, and every year he ends up averaging 94 points. Previously, he's averaged 106, but he averages like 95-odd points. So I guess he's probably in the same boat as Toby Green. Well, I don't know. So Hawkins, I feel more comfortable at Hawkins, and I'm very heavily considering bringing him in this week because we've seen, you know, he he missed pretty much all of the preseason. He was touch and go for round one and managed to get up. And then, you know, his first three games have been pretty scratchy, which you kind of expect from, you know, a guy that's, he's been around the block a lot. He knows how to get up for a game, but also hadn't had any preparation, hadn't had any preseason, had been, you know, coming off the, the short run. But he's got the mojo back with Hawthorne and West Coast. And his next couple of games as well, which I know, you know, you're looking at a, a full season thing, he'd be keep bringing him in as a keeper. But Sydney, who had Nick Blakey and Callum Mills as their two key defenders uh, on the weekend, Essendon, who traditionally give up a bunch of points to key forwards, Adelaide, who also, while they've been plucky and good, they've also still got Nick Murray, Jordan Butts, and Max Michelini as their key defensive posts. And then Richmond, who also don't have any key defenders that are fit and available outside of Dylan Grimes. And like it sounds bizarre that Tom Hawkins is one of the best key forwards of our generation and been overshadowed by Franklin a little bit, but he's also drawing the second best defender now yes. because the best player in the game, arguably in Jeremy Cameron, is lining up alongside him. So he's getting the second defender, and the idea of a second defender having to line up on Tom Hawkins feels me as a as a reserves, you know, back pocket with absolute dread, but fills me as a prospective super coach owner at 430k with just indeterminable glee black dog well that's uh, okay that that makes me feel like I'm, I'm in the right ballpark then and you might ask yourself the same question you asked me what are these guys for green i agree is probably not a keeper hawkins has the opportunity to be a keeper and i think uh i think any glee is a proven keeper in the past and the four lines one where you can you can have someone averaging 95 plus i think and still be good is it too early, though, to be jumping on these non-Uber Primos patch, or should we be should we just be biting the bullet and finding that instead of getting two a Toby Green and a Tom Hawkins on field over two rookies, should we be focusing on a Rory Laird and a rookie on field? It's the guns, guns and rookies, the mid-price madness discussion. It is, and I think it'll come down to whether or not you trust the rookies that are available at the moment. You know, if you if you're a Port fan and you know that, you know, if you know who, what's his name? I've already forgotten. Um, Williams is yeah, from a bar Williams. of soap. I, I obviously don't. Maybe like I I can't answer the question as to whether or not he's got good job security aside from Port Adelaide and Ken Hinckley have a decent track record. Um, if you if you don't trust these guys then, yeah, it's justifiable to try and jump in on, on two guys that if one of them is Hawkins, who you reckon averages, you know, realistically, he could average 115 in the next four weeks um, to make him worth that. And then by the end of the season, you're looping him off the bench every time he comes up against a, you know, comes up, up against a, a North Melbourne or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's it's a horse for courses. I'm not going to weigh in too much, but I've now talked myself into reversing my trade my trades and uh and looking at trying to see how i can get tom hawkins into my side so that's three forwards we've discussed as fallen premium options patch i don't know if you've got any others i've got two more if we want to round out and just go to five 
Uh, sure, let's let's go to five. We'll briefly briefly go to five forwards. Yeah, this is just a touch on them. We mentioned Bailey Smith. If you uh, I don't want Dan Zorko, if you if you're not a Josh Dunkley owner, not many people out there are. He's lost twenty two k. He's potentially going to lose his break evens one fifteen. His average is one ten. Might lose a little bit, but he's going to be someone you want to target. So he's number four. Just a note for those who might not have him. And then the other one, I'm not really confident in, but Isaac Heaney has lost. $98,000 from his starting price, available as a forward, scored 144 on the weekend, which is his first big score of the year. I'm not a believer, as we established last year on the podcast, but I was wrong last year on the podcast, and he averaged 101 over 22 games. Just one to keep an eye on. His break-even is 37, so he's projected to jump up 17K this week with a score of 75. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think one of those, one of a Green, one of a Heaney, one of a Hawkins is going to pop. I'm not sure which one it is. I think, like you, it's Hawkins. Yeah, I, I can see a world where Isaac Heaney goes bananas. But again, long term across the season, will he be consistent enough to to have been someone you bought in? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sold. But again, if you if you're bolder than I am, then go forth and 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 bring him in. If you're um, an older, bolder, line. fatter son, then <laughs> different bolder. Very good from you. Yes, thank very, you. Very, very good. <laughs> um, in the back line, uh, Luke Ryan is the best defender in the game, averaging, what, 100 120 at the minute. Uh, he's still 566K. Um, whether or not you think his start of the season is a flash in the pan, sure, he's generally pretty good for a 95 to 105 average, um, prone to going large as well. He'd be someone I'd be looking at who's only gained a little bit of price from the start of the season. Um, and in that same price point, Jack Sinclair, um, certainly not doing what he did last year, but we knew that was coming. He's dropped the 80K, um, you know, potentially one to keep an eye on when Jack Steele returns and he can play a bit more of a loose game where weirdly being in the midfield kind of hurts his scoring just that little bit. Um, so he's one I'm keeping a little eye on as well. Um, James Sicily has fallen off a cliff and he's averaging 98 from the bold lofty starting price of 611k. He's now dropped 70k to 555,000 dollar dues. Any interest on the Sistog? Not this week. Break even 154. So still plenty of room to fall. Uh, so if he's projected to score... 93 and that'll drop him another 30k so you'll be able to get him for about oh, let's say, let's call it 525 let's call it 525 next week which is very cheap patch even at this stage in the season i'm not spending more than 550k on a defender i will wait another week on james sicily jack sinclair someone i'm very heavily considering he's not been bad this year just hasn't been as high as he was last year um, and Nick Blakey as well. I thought he'd score badly um, having to play fullback and key defender with both McCartans out, um, but he scored 151 and was quite good. So I don't know, one to keep an eye on it at 507k. I'm probably not going there, but his last, you know, you know, this year he's gone 63, 103, 85, 106, 151. Um, that's that's kind of tasty at, at 500k. Um, likewise, Daniel Rioli, Four ninety k, averaging ninety nine. Don't don't mind. Don't mind a bit of. 
Yeah, it's weird to me that Callum Wilkie's averaging 102 and had 156 on the weekend, but I don't want to spend too much time on him. If you believe in him, do whatever you're going to do. But Jake Lloyd, my boy, averaging 107, a 119 on the weekend, and is still affordable at $534,000 as an upgrade option, and he's not in a heap of teams. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, certainly one, two, have a gander at swinging to the midfield. There's a little bit less value here, and you know this is probably the area you really want to be targeting. Yeah, your super primos like Laird, um, Neil. You know the guys that are going to be that top ten at the end of the season. There's one player who I'm intrigued by. Well, actually two that are kind of in our little list here that we've we've put together um, through using all of the the super coach sliders and the sort by options and filters and all of that. Um, I want to get your thoughts on both of them because you love both of them, one in a super coach sense and one in a real-life sense. Darcy Parrish is 557K, dropped 53K from his starting price, but he's averaging 104 and collecting a lot of the pill so far this year with 109, 124, 82, 98, and 108 to start the season. What are your thoughts on DP3? Yeah, he's currently my traded-in player for the week. Currently, my trade in play needs a lot of it, as we've discussed many times. Needs a lot of it to score well, and can get a lot of it and still score badly. But yes, no, I like him as a, as an option. Five hundred fifty seven k is a guy that I considered starting at the start of the year. Kind of glad I didn't. But last year averaged one eleven. The year before one fourteen. This year averaging one oh four. I think he can probably get uh, between one oh five and one ten for the remainder of the year. And I think that's solid. At worst case, he sits at what? Let's call it M8. I think M8's on field. Yeah, I quite like him as a selection. Break even 116, so you might be able to wait a week on him. He has Collingwood, who is last three, 133, 74, and 162. Averages 90 against them across his career. So I think he's going to get a fair bit of it against the Pies on Anzac Day does play pretty late in the round, so it makes it a little bit harder to bring him in, lose some flexibility by waiting that long. So I'm probably going to grab him. If I don't grab him this week, I'm going to grab him next week. Yeah, and the other one, Patrick Cripps scored 80 on the weekend. Wasn't quite as good, but 121, 99, 112, 114 to start the season. Still with a break-even of 140s. You can certainly wait another week for him, but he's one I'm keeping an eye on. Likewise, Christian Petrarca, and took Miller a two that have dropped a bit in price and look like they've turned some form around a little bit. Petrarca also like 0.2% off gaining forward DPP. Yeah, very so frustrating. Good one. Yeah, Cripp is interesting. Averages 120 against St. Kilda, but last three games, 98, 88, and 116, looked low against the St. Kilda team. But I don't think the Blues will go with the same midfield mix again. I think one of Ed Kerno or Matt Kennedy, et cetera, will have to come out of the team, which is good news for Cripper. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's an okay option at 577. You could probably wait a week. And uh, who's the second name again? Uh, Patrick Cripps. No, no, the, the sorry, the next name. Oh, sorry. Um goodness me my brain is all over the place because i've just realized the time and we're on the oh yes on a reasonably tight schedule um i've now immediately lost them it was uh christian petrarca and petrarca yeah christian petrarca at 584k i think he's a really sound selection he's in 10 percent of teams which is higher than i thought scored a 110 averaging 111 over the last three weeks i just think he's one of those younger players he's not young but younger players who's 
up and coming, going to be an Uber Primo at some stage, Eight five eighty four ks a fair bit. You could probably wait a week, but for sure, I, I, I really like him as a selection. And it's not like he's ever going to have a bad ruckman hitting the ball down to him. That is very true. I think, Patch, that we're going to have to wrap up there because we've run out of time on our free pod. Uh, what is it? This is Zencaster. We have, which, uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, we have. So we'll, we'll have to go. But uh, thank you, community. Best of luck. Uh, enjoy the long, drawn-out round that is to come. We'll have a special treat for you next week in between the two rounds. Lechdog, it's been a pleasure. It has been. Thank you, Patch. Um, go Bombers. Go Blues.